Yes, yes, yo, it's Oba Dea Yitnan of Yiti United, the football encyclopedia, the El Migo. Let's talk football. It's Marlon's Hot Seats, and we are back again, this time with EPL Game Week 5. But before I move further, take a moment to stand with Nigerians to end police brutality, as we say, end SARS. Welcome to Marlon's Hot Seat on EPL Game Week 5, as we discuss a number of burning issues, among which the Everton versus Liverpool Merseyside derby. Could Everton come out trumps for the first time in 10 years, or could Liverpool continue their resurgence and break their bounds after their 7-2 thrashing? Could Manchester United and only Gunnar Solskjaer revive his troops as Manchester United take on Newcastle? Well, could Arsenal, the master and the apprentice, could the apprentice Take over the master. Could Arsenal's Mikel Ateta get one again over his ogre? Uh, coming in the shape of Guardiola. Well, this is the EPL Game Week 5. Among many other games, could we see Crystal Palace do something here this week? Or could we see Fulham get a win after so many um, failed, uh, failed attempts? This is EPL Game Week 5. As I'll be saying with Yuti United or Badaya Yetnan, as we discuss among other things, the EPL and the transfer season. Stay tuned, we're coming for you. Yes, 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 it's Marlon's hot seat. Ooh, hot, hot seat. But well, yes, uh, EPL game week five, we're coming up this weekend. Among the answers, protests in Nigeria and many other stuff, it's the EPL again, it's back. So we've had the pleasure of having on board for today, Obadiah Yitnan of Yiti United. Hi, Obadiah. Hi, dear Mr. Marlon. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Great. Uh, now we have the transfer window is closed so far. And um, we just came out from the international break. Mm, great games, great yeah. games I've been watching so far. Uh, as a Nigerian, I think I was pretty displeased with my team's performance. But hey, they're young lads. They just started. If they're not careful, we might do an end Super Eagles protest. But hey, let's leave that aside. So yes, it's an EPL Game Week 5. We're starting up with a wonderful set of games on the weekend. Saturday is the Messiah Derby. Every- Liverpool, whoa, I feel like shooting guns for this one. And then we'll also be having the apprentice versus the master. Arsenal versus Man City on that game too. And um, Chelsea, Southampton, and my list uh, Newcastle to round up the victories on Saturday. But hey, let's start with Everton Liverpool. Um, Gitty, what do you think? Everton has been in a resurgent form so far this season. Liverpool yeah. were down by 7-2 over the last EPL week. So what's your predictions for this one? What do you see? Where, where do you see the battle line? Um, is it in the midfield, in attack? And who do you think is going to pick this one forward? Um, well, this game is going to be a very hot one. I think, I can't really say for sure who is going to snatch and take the three points. But I think Liverpool, Liverpool want to, you know, bounce back, recover. Because they exactly. were trashed seven two by Aston Villa, so it's really, in fact, it's they will want to grab that game by the neck. It's a messy side derby, and they always want to go home 
winners of that because it's like it's 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 a big yeah, level stuff. Exactly, but if you remember, it's ten years ago since Everton last uh, won a Merseyside derby, and do not forget that with the recent form of Everton, um, Carlo Ancelotti coming in, and we are seeing a fantastic guy in James Rodriguez. Do you think Everton could pick this one? Well, I could say they have the they have a bigger chance based on form because um, they have a wonderful manager in Carlo Ancelotti. And they have been playing wonderful football. I mean, the attack is fluid. The midfield is crazy. Rodriguez is creative. Defense, well, uh, they still have a little one or two to do. But, well, interesting. they could win. But they'll have to fight for it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think Jürgen Klopp will be watching out for this one. And yeah, well, your predictions. Your predictions, E.T. Um, I'll say that that game will be a, a draw. Let's say two-two. Interesting. Well, I'm I'm going for I'm going for an Everton win. Um, courtesy of the fact that um, the tactical setup by by Everton has been fantastic over the last few games. Um, watching Yeri, Yerimina and Michael King at defense, um, with that strong support in Alan. Alan is this creative defensive midfielder in my opinion so he has this ability to track back he has the ability to move forward and he's linking up with the likes of James Rodriguez <clears throat> excuse me linking up with yeah. the likes of James Rodriguez gives enough opportunity for the likes of Dominic Cavalloon who I must admit has been over the top um, have you watched his yeah, highlights yeah. of goals he scored in the past weekend headers that are just improbable he just hits them in so well, yeah. like you said, it's a Liverpool, it's a Liverpool draw, but I'm going for never to take it a bold move. Okay. And then on the next one, Et, the yeah. apprentice versus the master. How many times do you see the apprentice knowing more than the master? Well, I think Arsenal should be proud of having someone like Mikel Arteta on board. He has um, sure? successfully overseen three wins over Man City. Um, yeah. Albeit maybe it's in the Carling Cup, but then. They are all wins. So, what do you think of this yeah. one? Man City are short-staffed. Um, um, Sergio Aguero is a doubt. Um, it seems like they are still going to place um, Raheem Sterling up front alone, like they did last week. Yeah. Do you think Arsenal could go for this one? Yes, I think um, on paper, Arsenal <laughs> look to be the favourites for this game because, I mean, I just found out that... Um, De Bruyne is it, not going to play that game. Yes, it's not available. Yes. So that's a big blow. And then, um, meanwhile, Arsenal will have their new boy, Thomas Pate ready. I mean, yeah. on Party paper, after. <laughs> I mean, on paper, they have, they have, in fact, they have been playing nice. Well, maybe not perfect yet. But um, I think the um, uh, apprentice, like how you said, might still beat the master. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. That's, that should be the 15th wonder of the world. But then, yeah, it sounds <laughs> like a good thing. And then what do you think of um, Arsenal's transfer business this season? Um, that deadline capture. Yes, I'm sure it sunk the hearts of Atletico Madrid fans. 
um, the Diego Simeone could not hide his frustration. But then, that is party. He's got his chance in the Premier League. And um, yeah. playing alongside Black and Ceballos, I think Arsenal's midfield look pretty strong. Um, yeah. What do you think of party? Well, um, like I said, um, Pate is like one of the most dominant midfielders yeah. in the world currently. So I think um, he is that missing link. Okay. Um, I think um, Arsenal have not really had a holding midfielder for a long time now. Um, they brought in Zaka and some other people to try to do that, but I don't think anyone has been able to do that for them. So now uh, having Pate is a big plus. I mean, I will, yeah, I'm going to, I'll tip him to like be in the, um, in the team of the season. Yeah, very probable, very likely. Um, watching yeah. these games for Atletico Madrid tells you a lot. But yes, that's it. That's it. it, it. I think that's a good one. Um, as now, as now, Man City apprentice could once again overtake the master. That's a fourth yeah. key of kick game. It's, it's one I really like to watch along with the Everton game. But then, um, the Blue Boys. Let's go over to the Blue Boys. Uh, what do you think, Chelsea, Southampton? Chelsea has been dominant in this transfer window. Kai Havertz, Timo Werner, Hakim Ziyech, the names keep rolling on and it's just been an array of stars all along. They don't seem like a team that has been affected by COVID. But hey, that's Chelsea. That's Chelsea. And then, they're up against Southampton who have been blossoming. I would be pretty honest. Um, Danny Ings has been their go-to man and he has really been banging in the goals I, I i don't see him not scoring against chelsea of course of course he would score of course he would score but what's your predictions on this one Didi? chelsea win or is that how to draw chelsea win. why that, chelsea that, that, that win. Was, that <laughs> yeah chelsea win because uh, yeah um i think chelsea um they began slow um it looked like Lampard had not yet found uh, his team yet. He was still trying to blend them up and see who um, who will play where, who can do what. But uh, if you watch their last two or so games, you will see it like um, I think Lampard has got it right finally. I think. And uh, yeah, I, I think you need to think on that one. Yeah. I think you need to think on that one because I, for me, I, I really don't see what Lampard is doing with Chelsea's tactical setup. He looks confused. Is the last game they had? Um, I, I was really, I was really pissed as a football fan, not a Chelsea fan. I was really pissed to see Kai Havertz playing as a front three. Well, who does that? Kai Havertz is an attacking midfielder. It's just like, uh, it's just like asking um, a Cristiano Ronaldo to play a four. You know, it is just pretty strange. But I don't know. Is it is it part of the tactical tweaks or or do you think he knows what he's doing? Well, I think um he was still trying to uh, I think 
and he was still trying to see what could work out best for him. Um, but I, I think by now, I think he should be able to know who should play where and what can happen. Ziek is back. So I think by now, he should know what's up. Interesting. So you are going for a Chelsea win, yeah. like you said. Predictions yes, 3 1, yes. 4 1, 3 2, 2 1. I will say 3 0. Southampton have not, they have been very, I mean, sloppy and all that. So I don't, I don't see them doing nothing against Chelsea. Interesting, interesting. Although, although I'm telling you, I would see it that in school, but Red ET has said it. <laughs> okay, ET, um, let's just take a few very short minute break. Um, it's very, very short. Still okay. stay on the line. Um, I will come back. With okay, one for the road and United Newcastle. Hey, we're back. So we're back. It's Man United Newcastle. Another one for Saturday. Um, have I been pretty pleased with Newcastle? Well, they signed uh, Alan and Maximan on a new contract, six-year contract. I think that was risky for me, but hey, the guy is good. He's really good. Yeah. Man United mm-hmm. have been under the cush. Um, I think a lot of individual players have been performing very poorly. I'll be honest, the likes of Harry Maguire, I don't still see that guy as an 80 million pound signing, but hey, what do I know? It's pure. Yeah. What do you think on this one? What do you think on this one? Looking at My um, United, looking at Newcastle, what, what, what do you think? Well, look, um, I, I make bold to say that Manchester United have been a mitigated disaster. I mean, that's harsh. I don't man. <laughs> That's I lack I lack words to use because I I mean they 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 have spent a lot over the last two um, or three seasons and um at and you you, you know you know my new fans how they they want to see you know the team playing well they want to see them doing good competing for for the league and yeah. you know title but i think they have not done this. Well, well let's just leave it at that newcastle on the other hand i yeah they have been pretty impressive uh yes good signings uh the team are doing well you know fighting them as you know middle of the table club they are doing well yeah sure. So, um, judging by the way Manchester United are right now, I could say Newcastle might still edge them out. Interesting. So, so do you think do you think this could um, this game could be the end of the Conor He had been tipped by the bookmakers to to be the first casualty this season. <laughs> Not yet. I think um, Woodward might still want to trust him a little bit more. So this game might not be, you know, the one that finally kicks him out. But I think it's going to have a lot to say about his future, though. But this might not be the game that 
helps him out. Interesting. Interesting. So, yeah, yeah let's go. Let's take a roundup of Saturday's games. Um, Everton taking on Liverpool. ET has told us um, Liverpool might edge this one or it could be a draw. I'm still going for an Everton win, though. Chelsea Southampton, a straightforward win for ET. It's Chelsea to win by three goals to nil. Arsenal Man City, well, like ET said, the apprentice would have sup the master. It's Arsenal to win against Man City. Man United, Newcastle, yeah. anything is possible. Newcastle could strike a win. I don't, I really fear for Ligon and Soja, but hey, this is the Premier League. You win some, you lose some, you could get out, you could stay in. Well, after our short break again, we'll be back with Sunday's set. Um, stay online, ET, on Sunday's. Okay. Double headers. Um, Sheffield United, Fulham, Crystal Palace, Brighton, Tottenham, West Ham, Aston Villa, the Giant Killers against Leicester City. So just a short break, I'll be right back. Yeah. Okay, so we, we, we went back over Saturday's games. Um, Sunday's games now. First on the list, Sheffield United, Fulham. Well, uh, Sheffield United were pretty much value for their money last season. In fact, they surprised everyone with that um, very high place finish. Maybe because of some few, I wouldn't call it fitness issues, but I think that could be what... Sheffield United faced that couldn't make them stay stay very high up this high up the table last season, but they have started this season pretty poorly. Did last season? I don't know. Should it be Chris Wilder's tactical tweaks? Uh, what I don't know. But Fulham, Fulham has been well. If I would borrow from it, they have been they have been an utter disaster starting this season. <laughs> they have been totally bereft of ideas. The, I, I want these guys play, and I wonder what's going on. Like, who is coaching these guys? You know, five, six, three passes in 20 minutes is crazy. Watching Fulham play sometimes. And um, the reliance on Alexander Mitovic to bring in the goals, it just brings in mm-hmm. much more. Brings in much more. So, what's your take on this ET? Sheffield Fulham game. Yeah, Sheffield Fulham, bottom of the table clash. I think. Um, I can't really say. Both of them have just been off. I mean, they have, well, you said it, disastrous. So, um, but I really see Sheffield having this one because um, Wilder will be eager to prove that, yes, last season was not a fluke. So he might want to, you know, begin to correct all those um Errors, mistakes, and all that. So I think Sheffield might edge out Fulham. Fulham, they are still there, you know, still dabbling here and there. You know, Parker is not really a Premier League coach. So yeah. uh, maybe true. that's Very why true. they have been so bad. You know, they have some, you know, pretty decent um, players, yes. you know. Yeah. Keeper, decent defense, you know, midfielder, no, soccer. Really. Yeah, these players. But I think uh, the problem there might just be Parker. And exactly. so long as he's there, I don't see them going nowhere. So Sheffield win for me. Yeah, I, I, I think this is the first time we agree on something. The Sheffield win for me too. <laughs> Fulham have been utterly disastrous. Um, yeah. I watched their tactical setup and I still can't really get my wraps around it. Playing players out of position. Uh, it's just been crazy. For Sheffield United, I think <clears throat> their tactics from last season 
are coming back, it's coming back to haunt them. You know, when you play a particular tactic for a long time, um, it tells other teams can understand that, oh, this is how these guys play. And they find it very easy to attack those spaces that you leave behind and, you know, deal with you. And um, it's come to come back to haunt them. But that's it. Sheffield United versus Fulham is a Sheffield straight win. Um, Crystal Palace, Brighton. Brighton have been good. I will be honest with you. They have quite been good this season. Um, not like, you know, based on their standards, they've escaped relegation, but they, they are here. And they're trying to fight again another season. And they are coming up against the Crystal Palace at Selos Park that are quite strong on the game. Um, they, they, they notched up that win over Man United, you know, and um, it's, it's actually sending some, some issues. Um, if I would refer back to my old, my previous podcast, I spoke about the impact of having a Brechi Eze that was signed on from QPR yeah. last season. It has been a fantastic signing that guy has been because he has taken the, the burden of uh, Wilfred Zaha and kept this game up. So what do you, what do you think, Giti? What's, what's your take on this game? Where, where do you see the battle being won and lost here for Brighton? Don't forget, Brighton, they are set up in their 4-5-1 formation, always clogging the midfield. Why Crystal Palace like to play wide games? So, playing from the spaces against clogging the midfield, where do you think where do you think um, this game will be won or lost? Wow, um, you know, uh, surprisingly, this is the game that and uh, this this clash is the one that I can't really say <laughs> who ends up going to win because I think they know yeah. Yeah. both sides have been. They have been informed, you know, playing well, midfield good, attack good. But um, I think Brighton have been better in a kind of way. Their defense looks more solid. Okay. Uh, yeah. Solid. Uh, okay. Midfield too. Okay. Attack. Yeah, well, that might be a 50-50 with Crystal Palace because um, based on attack, Palace to have, well, Zaha. Zaha is just that, you know, yeah. 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 The, and don't forget, don't forget the signing Michi Batch, right? Exactly. Another big plus. So, um, but I might still see Brighton going on to win that game. It might be, mm. yeah, I might be be wrong, but let's just say if Brighton doesn't go with that game, then it might be a draw, maybe. Whoa. So you're not you're not seeing Crystal Palace to take off this one. Well, like I said, it's a tough one. I can't really say if Palace have what it takes yet to edge out the Brighton, but uh, well, yeah. let's see, let's see. Interesting. So, well, um, good, good ideas, good thoughts here, Giti. Uh, but I, I think Crystal Palace will go, will, will go over with this one. Um, I'm looking at it from a tactical view. Um, Brighton is always set up on this four-five-one. They try to clog the midfield, and with the likes of Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace has this added dimension in the likes of Ebuchi who can play as a ten, and who can play on the wing. So he has the ability to, you know, go past playing this final pass, giving the likes of Zaha the ability to twist and turn 
you know, get a lot of defenders towards them and then sending crosses for the likes of Batrai to score. So I'm really see and oh I even forgot there's even an Andre Ayu in this game. Oh my mm-hmm. god, I forgot that. Oh hey. <laughs> um I'm seeing a Crystal Palace win. A big win wow. for that. Very big win mm-hmm. that. But yeah, that's it. That's it for that. Uh Tottenham West Ham, the return of the king on Tottenham. We all know who is Gareth Bale. Signed up back from Real Madrid this season. I'm on loan. And uh, West Ham are almost close to signing Said Benrama, who was a pivotal player for Brentford in their championship promotion last season. Uh, sorry, in their promotion plan for last season, although they failed out. So, where do you see this one? Tottenham, West Ham. Is it a Tottenham win? Uh, don't forget Tottenham trashed my United last in the last EPL yeah. game week. Huming Son, Hurricane, everybody on form. Where do you see this one going, Iti? Yeah, um, I see this going Moreno's way. Um, they are at home. They have, you, you know, they are buzzing right now, you know, confidence everywhere. Uh, um, uh, Bale might come on from the bench because I'm not sure if he's match fit yet. But, um, you know, I, I still see this as, you know, Tottenham having a big win. I mean, West Ham, well, sure. They have, you know, a few decent players here and there. Um, um, not sure. forgetting Michel Antonio, who is always there to... Uh, yeah, the big boy. To hassle defenders. <laughs> exactly. But, well, I still see this as, as you know, as a win for Tottenham. Okay, so it's straight Tottenham yeah. win. I'm also going with Tottenham win. Um, yeah, it's clearly a Tottenham win. I'm not seeing West Ham doing anything big on this one. The last game for Sunday, um, Aston Villa Leicester City. It's the battle of the giant killers versus <laughs> the giant pretenders. <laughs> so <laughs> who goes who goes for this one? You see an Aston Villa win? Could they replicate what they did against Liverpool? Or will Leicester teach them some home uh, truths? Well, as a villa, um, I, I hope this their uh, form will last because, um, yeah, well, judging by what they have done so far, um, it looks like they'll have a good, um, they'll have a good um, season. But um, well, Leicester, yeah, yeah, Leicester at home. So I'm not sure if if they are just going to sit back like how Liverpool did, just you know, sit back and just get flogged. So um, Aston Villa might not win this one, but they might be able to to go on to draw to draw. The game, so, um, yeah, so confidence, quite quite big confidence for Aston Villa. This is the best time to be an Aston Villa fan. Yeah. <laughs> We're dead. Yes, yeah. that's all for Sunday. Um, Yiti has given us Sheffield, Fulham, Sheffield win, straight win. I'm also going there. Um, Crystal Palace, Brighton. Yiti was telling us the draw. Well. You could still see Tottenham West Ham game. 
a Tottenham straight win. I'm, I'm not saying anything other than that. Aston Villa Leicester. Well, Mr. Iti said it's a likely draw for Aston Villa. Well, I see, I see a three-three draw actually, but I don't know why I'm why my mind keeps that. Yeah, I agree with that. But hey, we have two more games, Iti. Um, let's just have a short commercial, short break. Um, when we come back, very short, one minute, we'll go on to the two games left for Monday, and then we'll have some top, some little discussion on international games that happened this um, during the last week, and um, Yiti's thoughts on the transfer window so far, as well as the NSAS protest. So just a minute, we'll be right back. Yeah. And hey, we are back. We're back for the third, episode, third part of the EPA game week five episode. Um, Monday's games would see West Brom take on Burnley and Wolverhampton Wanderers would take on Leeds United. Okay, let me start with West, let me start with West Brom Burnley game. Um, I see West Brom as a team destined for the job. They are they are just destined to fall this season. There's no two ways about that. Forget their game against Chelsea, which was a one-off, <laughs> as long as I'm concerned. Um, I've watched their first two games this season. Um, they played with a 4-5-1, a very defensive-minded formation, and they were still beating six, four goals. It goes to show that there's a lot of issues there. And um, our very own Nigerian man is there, Shemi Ajayi, at the heart of the defence. But hey, he's a Nigerian. He's not a Van Dyke. So... What's your thought on this one, Yeti? It's Monday's game, West Brom versus Burnley. What oh, do you think? Uh, like you, like you said, um, West Brom. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, I think West Brom have not really sh- um, shown us how they winded up coming to the Premier League. I think uh, maybe. It was from luck, it was from luck luck or something. I don't see them having any fairy tale. They did did some sacrifices. I don't know. I'm not sure. (laughs) But uh, West Brom, nah, they have not really um, convinced anyone. And then Burnley too have not been. They have not been. um, Should I say? Impressive, like they have, like they used to be, yes. and then yeah, hoping, true. and then uh, we all hoped be. that okay, yeah. if, um, maybe they were, they would have signed like like uh, like some more players to maybe beef up the team and all that, and but players. then true. they didn't do that. And then the team, they are just there, suffering from one or two um, uh, lapses, or what should I say? So, um, well, judging by the fact that West Brom are at home, um, I could say they might be able to hold Burnley to a draw for that game. Or Burnley might luckily win. Hi guys, no, that's the end of Marlon's Game Week 5 podcast. If you think you enjoyed it and you want to listen to more podcasts or you want to join me on my own podcast, 
just give me a DM, man. I'm going to hail you back. Go onto the anchor form and then look for Marlon and Marlon's hot seat. And you're going to be Marlonizing. Hey, this is Marlon, the Jamaican Mizar de Rasta. Praise the Lord. <laughs>